audio editors give you a visualization so you can see when it spikes. <laughs> so it's just going to be silent. And then he'll check that point because he'll be like, oh, this must be when they start talking again. And no, it's just going to be a nasty burp. Chicago, we'll say with our chest that of all the sports, soccer is the best. We're talking fire, the Red Stars, Premier League to boot. With Brady, Dave, and Herman, you might learn a thing or two, cause we're the Windy City. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and, of course, a trip around the world for a soccer update across the globe. My name is Alex Herman, and I'm joined, as always, by Brady Olson and Dave Kolichkowski. Boys, how we doing? Doing quite well. Olin's not dead yet, so I'm pretty hyped, so that's good. Yeah, way to keep it positive. Talk about mortality right off the bat. And well, Ian is behind the glass, making us sound better, more articulate, smarter than we truly are. Ian, huge shout out to you. Thanks, as always. Today is a gorgeous Monday, June 14th. We're already getting that summer heat. This weekend was gorgeous. My family came to visit me in Illinois, uh, Chicago, Illinois. Very nice of them. So we were outside pretty much the whole weekend eating at restaurants, doing the architecture tour downtown Chicago. Highly nice. recommend. It's not something I would ever do on a weekend, but with the family here, it was right. awesome. Great excuse. Um, yeah. What'd you guys get up to this weekend? Did you get to get outside? Well, I mostly hung out with your family. <laughs> You there did. Were times, yeah, and, there were times I got thank you for doing that. <laughs> I am one year out from my wedding, so uh, Colleen and I went out to dinner and celebrated for it, and then nice. That was about it. Yeah, that's fantastic, so, though. Checked out the church, made sure it was air conditioned and not mm. a complete mm. hole, and well, boxes have been checked, so we're in luck. So. <laughs> Good. And Good. thank yeah. you for thank you in advance for checking for AC because mm. I, I just run hot and especially in a suit. Whew. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Don't want to have a sweaty wedding. So the big happening in the soccer world right now is the Euros. And I am not familiar with the Euros because I'm a soccer noob. So we are going to have a new short very temporary segment, and that segment is called What Are the Euros? I can guess, but this is not a place to guess. This is a place to know and be <laughs> solid and sure. So lay it question. on me. Great question. What's the Copa America? I don't I don't know. Here I am helping. <laughs> I think uh, since there's so many questions about it that I should have uh, days five facts times two next week Ooh. where I go in depth and break down both cups with 
five very interesting facts from each. I love Maybe that. I could have a little riff afterwards and talk about Excellent. maybe why Brady and I personally like both competitions and kind of go into it in depth. Ooh. So we'll be right in the heart of the tournaments. You'll get a little history with it. And I think it'll be, it'll be a fun show next week. A little peek behind the curtain there. You're getting yes. to see the planning happening. Fantastic. Can, how about a quick recap for both tournaments? So essentially it's a smaller world cup and more regional. So the Copa America is the South American mm. version. The Euros is the European version. And Dave will go more in depth next week. Are these essentially just for bragging rights? Yeah. So basically you're the bragging, the bragger of the region. It There's tons of histories to each tournament. And um, it is like the midway points between uh, the next World Cup. So like this is okay. like two years okay. after the World Cup, this tournament happens normally. So it's okay. like... Uh, Something to kind of hold you over in between, and it's mm -hmm. and the sure. fact that it's more regional, it tends to actually almost be more competitive at times too. Like that, mm -hmm. there's much bigger rivalries between the teams because sure. it's concentrated to one region. So, it, yeah, you could argue it is equally as entertaining as the World Cup because of the rivalry part of it. So, okay, very cool. But there's no like because you if you win Copa America, if you win the Euros, you don't get like that doesn't qualify you for anything. You just get a trophy and you've won it that year and congratulations. Yes, but it's like okay. huge to everybody who plays in that it's competition. It's like it, of it, course. it's like it's this it's only second tier to the World Cup on right. the international yeah. level. So yep, right. It's a big deal. And I should also point out before we move on real quick too, is the uh, North American version of that is this summer as well with the gold cup, which we'll talk about once we get closer to July. So mm -hmm. cool. I always have to double check with those things because it just seems like everything in soccer is, well, you qualify for this tournament four years down the road. If you win these three games in this segment today, but if you don't, then you don't qualify for this league. And instead you get relegated to this league. And it's, I'm just doing my homework, trying to make sure that this is, it is a big deal, but it's not, you know, there aren't other tournaments on the line. This is a big enough deal on its own. So thank you both bringing it back to the MLS. Currently, we're on an international soccer break for the Euros, right? Is that why this is happening? Largely, yes. That makes sense. Yes. So there isn't a whole ton of news in terms of games that are being played, but there is news happening with the fire team. There is some news. So there's a couple roster moves. Stojanovic and Barrich both got their green cards, which means that they're no longer international slots on our roster. Just provides more flexibility for the fire going forward. Congrats, also, boys. Yeah, that's good. And then we also loaned Chris Brady to Forward Madison, our USL affiliate team. And this oh, no. sends a message to me that uh, Kronholm may be back, may be healthy mm. enough to send another goalkeeper down. So. There's also okay. some international news for some of our players. Uh, yeah, Zemislav Frankowski uh, got his first assists for Poland, and he actually appeared in the game today, uh, which is his first appearance um, at the Euro level. So that was very exciting to see. Um, 
despite his form. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, clap, a little clap for Frankie. <laughs> and uh, stay tuned later. We'll kind of go into the Euros a little bit more and I'll give a Poland update. Uh, cause if you haven't figured out, I'm Polish by my last name. So <laughs> we had to uh, let him. <laughs> was that a Polish clap for Frankie too? kind of a stern one clap? Well done, but no celebration. Oh, it was a Russian yeah. clap for. <laughs> I don't nice. even know what this means. Uh, I don't know either. <laughs> coming back to fire players, Jimenez started for Paraguay in a friendly. I assume he'll play a bunch in this Copa America coming up, so that's good for him. And then in the most Calvo news ever, he scores in a losing effort against Honduras. However, they did lose in pens, so I'm being a little rude with that joke, but that is pretty funny. Did he bicycle kick his pen and that's why they lost? (laughs) Did a spinning back heel. I did not watch that game, to be honest with you. Who knows? I've gotten to the point where I roll roll my... I roll my eyes every time that Calvo is mentioned. He's just obnoxious to me. Got you Uh, up to speed quick. Good. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yep. You sure did. Although watch one game and be like, anyway, I won't, I won't get into it now. Plenty of time to discuss it next week because the next game for the fire is on June 19th versus the Columbus PP pants. Indeed, the yellow team. Speaking of which, Arlo White is going to be commentating through July 3rd, and I think he'll even commentate uh, more games to come. So I'm super excited. I love Arlo White. He's one of my favorite commentators, and he brings just a little bit more professionalism to the fire organization as a whole. I agree. Uh, It's a must-watch because I think it's it's, uh, top-level like announcing with Arlo. So... We're going to, despite the quality of the fire, like it's going to be a fantastic listen. So I'm curious to hear what he has to say about where they're at and if he sees something that we don't uh, to be optimistic about. So very excited. His voice is beautiful. It is. It really is. Definitely worth tuning in just to hear him for 90 minutes. Moving over to the ladies of Chicago, the Chicago Red Stars. They played... June 5th at 1 p.m. against the North Carolina Courage. Came away with a 1-0 victory. Brad, what did you see? This was a very nice performance. Totally complete. Really nice game for the Red Stars. Nothing too complicated. A 4-2-3-1. One of our midfielders, Voldmo, was more of the holding six. And that allowed Gotro to kind of do whatever she wanted to do. And she's one of our best players on this team. Yes, and there was action early and often from the Red Stars in this first half. At the seven-minute mark, Red Stars have a chance. They're moving down the left side of the field. Really could have put one away there. Yep, Kelia Watt with a nice turn and shot. Uh, Solid save from the goalkeeper. And pretty much immediately after this was another turnover high up the field for the Red Stars. And they got shots off right away. And uh, Gautreau causes an interception. As I said, she's just going to be critical for this game. Watt has another chance to score. Pugh has some opportunities with no goalkeeper in the net, but the defenders were swarming her. So we could have scored very early in this game. And... At the 28-minute mark, uh, we have another chance for Watt. This one, uh, more of a breakaway. Yeah, definitely more of a breakaway. Kind of more Watt's speed because she is very speedy. 
Uh, Gautreaux both broke up the play to get the ball back and played Watt through. Again, she's just a complete footballer, really good player. The Courage goalkeeper barely saved this one. And just a minute later, 29 minutes, Red Stars do get the only goal of the game, putting it away from the ensuing corner. And I did tell you, watch Tierna Davidson. She is a total baller. Beauty of your cross from her from the corner kick uh, straight to the far post. Red Stars have looked dangerous all game and set pieces. Gotro wins the header again. Gotro uh, puts it on frame back where it came from. Goalkeeper gets a hand to it, but the rebound is put away by Rachel Hill. And the game was really controlled by the Red Stars for uh, the rest of that first half. They should have scored again in the 34th minute, ended up not needing it. Would have liked to get that 2-0 victory, but uh, the rest of the first half was really their game. Yep. And this specific chance, the Courage were slightly too courageous. Their center back tried to drive forward down the field. And it's a little early in the game for that desperation. And when you have the Red Stars, especially with Mal Pugh, ready to spring on the counter, she just blazes by the rest of the defense. And really, she was really, really trying to square it to Watt to score and just couldn't get the ball to her. So a little bit wasteful, but it's still, it's just a sign of danger at any point against the Red Stars. And the game really stayed kind of in the Red Stars uh, ring there in the second half as well, kind of continued in that vein. Uh, Opportunities on both sides, but uh, Courage couldn't come away with a goal, tie it up, and Red Stars come away with a victory. Yeah, just really solid from the Red Stars, causing turnovers high up the field. Uh, Again, Gautreau was amazing. I really like Di Bernardo in this game, and especially her interchange with uh, Kelia Watt. Whenever one of them would go in behind, the other one would drop in and be part of the midfield. Really nice uh, just interchange there. Di Bernardo looked very confident in this game. And in this situation, she found Mal Pugh in the middle of the box, who honestly should have scored, but this was a fantastic save by the Courage goalkeeper. For the rest of the half, just tons and tons of opportunities. We could have scored more, and since it's a win, we're not going to call it wasteful. But I would say that's something that we need to keep an eye on is there's there were opportunities here to score a bunch of goals. I will give a bunch of credit to Abby Urseg of the, Cur- of the Courage. Really good this game and got a couple nice hits in. <laughs> it was pretty cool to watch. And the Courage are no slouch of a team. So this wasn't just a Red Stars being commanding the courage have Dabinia, mcdonald lynn williams sam mewis this is a solid comprehensive win from the red stars and they looked fast not just counterattacking, defensively building up their thinking was quick just really nice i really hope to see this for the rest of the season it sounds like the red stars kind of have some momentum going Uh, where they did not start off uh, winning games looking particularly good. Uh, They got slogged a couple times. Seems like they have some momentum. Let's hope they can keep it up. Yep. Coming up, their next game is on Juneteenth, June 19th at 7 p.m. Central against the Washington Spirit. Moving on to the game of the week, England versus Croatia. Oh, yeah. I got up early to at least uh, check the pregame hype. I had some obligations, so I had to watch it on replay. Mm. But I will say that the um, the game itself, like the buildup was just huge. And as usual, the England fans were super tense about it, um, <laughs> and they were freaking out. Like everything that Gareth Southgate 
did was questioned and the internet in general, especially the English internet was super angry. <laughs> I can hear uh, it now. And yeah. Yeah. Rubbish. Well, Rubbish. yeah, they, they don't even know the lineup for the midweek game, but I know they're already talking <laughs> about it. So like <laughs> typical. Yeah. It's so English. And yes, in fairness, this lineup did seem very safe. The four, two, three, one double pivot. We have two midfielders who are going to sit back there and help our defense starting a very right-footed player at left back. So I get where the English fans might be coming from. And let's be clear, English fans do know everything. So there is that. So, But my take is... They created a game, right? Allegedly. <laughs> so they know everything, right? <laughs> my take is this is the first game of the tournament. Croatia were looking to score on the break. And English fans look at Trippier's positioning throughout this game. It's near perfect just about at any point and especially for how Southgate wanted this game to go attack but conservatively uh, he knew the game plan of Croatia and he also knew that this should be England's game plan they're solid all over the field we don't need seven bodies attacking attack conservatively good game plan and also a possible title for our episode it's it's almost like the manager that was brought in knew what he was doing, you know, like, and he knew it better than the <laughs> trolls on the internet. So I think hmm. they're onto something there in England. So that's great. Yeah. Interesting how the person that does it for a living and gets paid to do it might be good at it. Exactly. And more right. than the people who are mad about it online. Interesting. Very interesting. Yes. Anyway. Things were off to a hot start in this one right away in the first half. Foden uh, had one right off the post uh, early on. Uh, it was a really good look, and, man, he he's an excellent player. I just have to say that. But I do have to say also that it was probably karma for him bleaching his hair <laughs> pre-tournament. So <laughs> that's why he missed. Unnecessary, Dave. He's paying homage yeah. <laughs> to Paul Gascoigne, who is a pretty decent comparison if you want to talk about that. Even if he's paying homage, uh, <laughs> I, I don't care. I think it's just ridiculous. Uh, but anyways, I, he is a damn good player, and City is so fortunate to have him. And he's going to be an excellent asset for that team. For sure. And he makes a lot out of a little here. He's really hard to defend 1v1, and he's so quick to get the shot off, and it's almost the perfect pace, perfect curl, almost. Uh, I just wanted to point out, too, that Phillips, uh, the Leeds player, looked fantastic mm -hmm. this entire game. Uh, he had a volley effort in the in the 10th minute where he nutmegged a player and the keeper just barely got a hand to it and kept it out of the out of the goal. Um, and just in general, he was all over the place. Uh, and I really hope to see more of him this tournament. Having said that, though, I feel like Southgate could put out a completely different squad next game, and it would be equally as interesting, and it'll be fantastic. Like They just have such a good depth. Yes, this team seems a little bit different than past English teams. Uh, I also wanted to point out that the commentator's narrative was super easy. Like I felt like I could have announced the mm. game. Like It was just mm. went into the stereotypical vibes for both teams. Like England, all the pressure is there. They always come up short, and Croatia is like, well, they punch way above their weight level. Like the, all the boxing references made me <laughs> just chuckle the entire time. Uh, and then uh, I just want to say like England fans had to be kind of very, 
kind of, I should say they had to be extremely nervous going in zero, zero, but I was also thinking that Croatia didn't really, really look that great. Um, so I don't know. They should have just been happy. It was nil nil and they should have been thinking we could put one up easy. Um, but I, I guess at this point they were lucky, you know, they were lucky to go in nil nil at this point. So, yes, I, I think they're, they were lucky. I do think this was part of the plan, though. Modric isn't going to cover as much ground as he used to. It's just a fact. And they kind of conceded that England will probably have the majority of the ball. Let's play on counters and let's try and score a goal maybe on a set piece. England's plan, like I said before, was to attack without conceding. Conservative attacking. They built up with three at the back. Declan Rice would drop back there and fill in one of the center back slots. Outside backs would push up the field, but not too high. It was exactly the right amount, and just it was a good game plan from England. It seemed like the game was in their favor at this point. It also, to me, looked like two teams that, uh, I know they have different players, but it seemed like two teams that knew each other Mm -hmm. pretty well, playing Mm -hmm. each other. Um, And the reason it came away 1-0, I think, is because each team knew what the other one was going to do and had a game plan um, put in place to stop them from stop them from doing what they want to do. However, in the second half, Phillips threads the needle to Sterling in the 57th minute. It was a beautiful pass. Um, Who puts in the only goal of the game? That's going to give England the victory 1-0. Yeah, I I don't know. I thought Phillips right here, his balance was fantastic and the poise Mm -hmm. was just perfect. He just kind of floated there for a second. Uh, and that got me super hyped, super energized. Um, the English fans are super angry about Sterling's start, too. That was one <laughs> of the uh, the big uh, storylines is he's out of form. He didn't look really good for Man U uh, at the end of the Prem season, and he just wasn't a factor in the Champions League final against Chelsea. Man so, City, bro. Yeah, yeah, Man City, <laughs> Man Man City. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he has a tattoo of himself as a boy wearing the number 10 in the hopes of scoring at Wembley. That's actually on his body. He totally made it into a thing. Really nice moment for him. And I love the balance that he had with Trippier, not to get too tactical here. but Make it till you make it, man. (laughs) To get back to Phillips, because he had a tremendous game. England had easy possession for close to a minute before this goal. Croatia basically stopped picking up Phillips in the middle of the midfield. Not sure why, and obviously it was to their detriment. Uh, Foden came back to receive the ball, which left a huge gap that Phillips both noticed and noticed that he was free, makes the run to that space. Nice weighted pass from Walker to him. Phillips rides a couple challenges, like Dave pointed out, super nice balance, nice poise, and then perfect pass to Sterling. Wonderful goal. Uh, Brady's boy Kane has an excellent opportunity to double the lead. Um, Unfortunately, uh, the Croatia defender kind of slips in there and gets it out of... um, harm's way and Kane crashes in the post and it looked really painful. It looked like he was going to be out for a while. I think yeah, he's okay though. Very painful. His face was full of pain and it almost looks as painful as no, when shut, he leaves it. Tottenham and Gosh. it's going to really yes. hurt every, every Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say a, his impending <laughs> departure from Spurs B Tottenham not making to the champions or Europa league. C, Tottenham not signing any of the manager Brady had hoped for. 
or D, all of the above? I'm going to go with D, all of the above. I'm going to go with D as well. You yes. feel like we're lashing Fine. out here. All the pain was in Kane's face. It so was. we just took the easiest route to content there and did it. So like, yes. yes. Well, here's my rebuke. The first starting lineup for England without a Liverpool player since Euro uh, 92. Uh, hashtag pool downturn. Hashtag your best player. Your best goal scorer is your goalkeeper. Uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to know why Trippier actually started you know why <laughs> and also henderson's injured so whatever i'm okay with it we'll talk about that later <laughs> i love the high energy from southgate as the whistle was blown uh it was a big old f you to all of england uh in your face i know what i'm doing <laughs> shut the hell up i am the coach of this team and i have to just say way to stick with your gut dude like that was awesome that was the energy in that high five like that's when i saw that high five with his like assistant coach i was like this is this is like big blank energy like there like for sure like i'm in charge of this team i hope he goes against the fans for the rest of the tournament because he'll probably win and folks so. leave it to dave our high five expert he knows it all <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Some big energy coming uh, from you on that on that take, Dave. That was that was a lot, but I enjoyed all of it. I need a high five breakdown every single week from you. <laughs> now episode. I'll find one. We'll review it, and I want to hear all about it. <laughs> so aftermath, looking back at this game, uh, what did you guys think? What did you see that most viewers may not? What were your big takeaways? Well, not that most viewers wouldn't think this, but I would say that England is in the driver's seat of this group at this point. Um, mm. They got the tough matchup on paper out of the way, like immediately, and they won. Uh, so they just need to avoid playing down to Scotland, the uh, Czech Republic's like uh -oh. level of play. However, I will say that is my bet that Croatia will win the next two games. So England really, really can't slip up at all. I think this was an anomaly for Croatia, like not, not so much an anomaly, but it was a tough match and Southgate played them well. So I, I think they still have to be sharp as attack. And I think it is typically England's tournament vibe where they mm -hmm. kind of played down to their play. They've lost the United States prior in a big tournament. So there's a rivalry in this group too. Yes, yes, yes. I was going to say, yeah, real quick, too, is that S Scotland are going to want to play spoiler. Absolutely. Um, so I, I think England just really has to have their heads in the game because Scotland's going to be if, if Scotland doesn't win this game midweek, they're out. And also, like, even if Scotland only wins one game this entire tournament, like this is the game they're going to want to win. They're going to want to beat England in an official match. Yep. So, yeah. I would say it was a solid win for a first game of a tournament for England, and you have to get those out of the way. The thing I noticed was set pieces, not necessarily the first ball. I think England defended the first ball well, but second balls. It seemed like there were a bunch of wide-open Croatian players at the top of the box. If I noticed it, other teams in this group will notice it. Interesting. Very excited to watch more of the Euros. Great mm -hmm. soccer coming. Moving over to our EPL teams, a little Tottenham Homer section. 
I know that we railed on you earlier, Brady. You got me. Now I will give you your time, as limited as it is, to speak on Tottenham. What's happening over there? Good things? You happy? Optimistic? Optimistic. Uh, Tottenham has hired Fabio Paratici for managing director of football. Would rather Ooh. ambiguous term. He's Great been name. With Right? Super Italian. <laughs> you don't know where he's from. Uh, he's had the same position in Juventus. So this is a big club mentality coming from Spurs. And obviously, he must know how to bring in trophies. He's been doing it for years. He'll probably take over the actual soccer decisions. However, this could also be a simple meat shield slash scapegoat for Levy, who tends to make a lot of the decisions anyway. Was it uh, Gears of War? Wasn't that the video game? Meat Shield? Yeah. No? <laughs> <laughs> I can't That's help what you I there. think. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I like the I'm Assassin's right, so. reference. So I Everybody enjoy it. <laughs> I think you're right, but I don't know either. Nah. Well, good. Glad you're feeling optimistic about well-named Italian men coming into mm-hmm. your uh, managing director of football role for your team. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope that helps you win games. So, <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dave. Fine. Liverpool. What is the news and Liverpool's end? What's going on? Yeah, it's just fun to talk about injuries and people leaving the team. So that's what I'm <laughs> ah, going to do. So, good. yeah. Uh, Gini Wijnaldum exits on a free transfer. But the shocking fact was uh, it was to PSG and not Barcelona. So, <laughs> Coleman, get F, bro. Uh, although I was going to say that I do feel bad for Messi because Messi with Wijnaldum would have been really yeah. fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Henderson uh, was declared unfit to play for England, which, thank God, I'm totally okay with that. If he needs like a couple more months to get fit for Liverpool, totally fine. England looks okay. They're going to get into the round of 16, I'm sure. Yes. What does declared unfit to play for mean? Does that just mean you're out of shape? Mm. It just means not necessarily that he's out of shape, but just he's not hitting the metrics that they've assigned on the team that makes him capable of starting the game. There's got to be a lagging injury of some kind, or maybe his touch is off. It could be a few other things. Brady, I don't know if you want to elaborate on that but that's usually the case i think you pretty much nailed it it's just sort of the term for soccer like unfit to play means either injury or perhaps they're just done with an injury and not like not fully fitness he's just not quite there yet and he they wouldn't want to play him in a game because he just wouldn't be up to par good question i think it's just the i think it's just the term is new but that that makes sense right uh and just uh since we haven't been here for a couple of weeks. I did want to say Trent Alexander Arnold uh, picked up an injury like during the friendlies prior to the Euros. And that's why he's not featured in the Mm. team. And that's why uh, there's a lot of stuff about the left and right back on England right now too. So makes an interesting uh, time for England. Also wanted to point out that Liverpool's third and alt kit was leaked. And I would just say, I would love to have it on a burger or a hot dog. Uh, <laughs> and I think Ronald McDonald would probably also endorse the Jersey. Um, <laughs> and the crazy thing is I might buy it. Oh, it's yeah, like crazy. an ode to their 1980s, like early kit. It's a yellow kit with red pinstripes. That was the retro one. And this one is just plain yellow with red lettering and like a weird checkered collar that's in red. But uh, 
I don't know. It looks pretty dope, actually. So check it out. It sounds hideous. Hope you're hungry now. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> it's hideous, and, but it's classic, yeah. though. Classic. Blue and red are just loud and together. Yeah, it does make me think of McDonald's, and I don't, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't want that. Ba -ba -ba. Oh, man, <laughs> we're gonna get sued. No, it's just free. Right, ads. Quickly, moving on. <laughs> uh, other action in the Euro 2020 tournament. Is this a 2020 tournament or would it be it the is 2021? because it was postponed? <gasps> right. Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah. That's nice. Um, on a serious note, uh, Christian Erickson is okay, but <sighs> had a very scary moment uh, in uh, the game where he essentially just fell over. Um, I, I, I know Brady, you have more information on it, but it looked like he died on the field. And it was a moment where, you know, a soccer player falling over, not getting up, that's been known to happen. So his teammates uh, looked over at him and then went to check in on him again. And it immediately turned into, we need uh, medical attention right now for Christian. He's okay. Um, it was awake, but uh, scary moment. Yeah, we did have to touch on this. It's super upsetting. I was watching this game. Erickson is one of my favorite players. I have his Denmark jersey. He obviously an expert player and total gem of a person. And I was speechless, near tears. Uh, Morgan came into the room from a, a different room and realized pretty immediately this wasn't just normal soccer sounds. That something was very wrong. I have to make a huge shout out to Simon Kerr, who we just talked about with Milan, probably saved Erickson's life, giving him immediate uh, compressions and even comforted Erickson's loved ones. It just, he should win a medal for that. And just super scary. We always have to remember that soccer is just a game and mm -hmm. man, what a moment. And so glad that he's okay. And he got to kind of wave at the fans as he was leaving, but so scary. Yeah. And it's cliche to say this, but that is a moment that transcends the game. Absolutely. Um, it doesn't, it, it is, uh, Player health and safety is more important than any particular game. So glad that he's okay. All right, Dave, lift us out of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll lift you out of this with a Poland loss. Oh, uh, <laughs> it was it was a bummer. Uh, they were playing with ten men for a fair majority of the game. Not a good plan. Uh, no, they conceded a really awful goal where the goalie kind of blocked it and then hit off the post and then hit his head and oh, into the goal. No. Uh, so now I feel like at this point it's uh win out in my opinion, but the fact that Spain had a draw with Sweden and it was nil nil, it's kind of still all up for people at this point. So it's going to be kind of interesting. So, but Poland needs to win out. Uh, Italy took care of business against Turkey. They won three nil. That was the opening game of the tournament on Friday. Quick note, uh, Italy came out with a lineup and then didn't play it at all. <laughs> Yeah. So Italian. Yeah. yeah, it was fun to watch, though. They like uh, a lot of people are pretty hyped about that squad. And I would think that I, I would be surprised if they didn't make it to like the final eight. So they look really good. Mm -hmm. uh, Belgium took care of business against Russia in Russia. Three and L. They smoked them. It was great. And I just want to 
point out the group of death games are tomorrow. So you got to watch them. It's Hungary, France, Germany, and Portugal. So we'll go into the, like, who's playing later, but they're must-watch games. Like, mm-hmm. it's a big day tomorrow. So Excellent. Good soccer. Coming up, important. Death matches, man. Win or go. Boom. USA Watch. CONCACAF Nations League. Brad, give us the news. Heck yeah. The USA are champions of this brand new tournament. (laughs) Uh, Really great performance against Mexico, even though we could have put our heads down immediately after scoring pretty much at the start, after conceding, sorry, at the start of the game. We were dominant on set pieces, flexible in shape and style, played through a Mexican press, and need I say more, Captain America. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I said, I was saying like, uh, Pulisic cannot and will not set winning will silverware not. at this point. Will not. <laughs> and I just want the gold now. I want the gold cup. I want it this Let's summer. It. This is the summer. Monday Let's do it. Oh, baby. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie. I shut off the game like three times like a disappointed <laughs> dad because I just was like, I was so pissed off. I was like, why do I do this? Why do I waste my time for two hours to watch them lose all the damn time? And like my brother, Tim was like, Oh dude, they're back in it again. I was like, Oh, I guess I'll turn it back on. And it was like, Hey, Hey, they're back in it. So I just kept on flipping back and forth. Um, super excited. We won. I felt like we got over uh, a hump kind of, mm-hmm. and it, it even though it really wasn't pretty. And I wanted to say the goals were from the guys that we kind of had hoped they'd come from. It was Reyna, McKenney, and Pulisic and with that stone cold penalty stone cold. Uh, in extra time. Yep. So it was, it was, it was sweet. And good news for the USA women's national team as well. They played Portugal, came away with the victory and they beat Jamaica. Yeah, this is their Olympic uh, tune-up for the games in uh, July. So uh, I just wanted to point out in the Jamaica game, uh, Lloyd scored within 25 seconds, Mm -hmm. which was super cool. Um, She's 38 years old, still a shark, still like unbelievable player. Like I really hope she actually plays one more World Cup, even though that's kind of up in the air, but I'm just glad she's around and might be on the – the Olympic roster. She's just, she's amazing. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, like I think the last world cup too, she opened it up with like a half, like a half um, line shot against Japan, like early on Mm, in the tournament. And they got like, was that the final? That was the final. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. You're totally right. And yes. And that was just nuts. And just to have that person on your team, even if she can't play a full 90 anymore would be amazing. So I think us is in really good hands. Also, there was some really good news. Um, uh, the head coach, Andonofsky, um, reported that Julie Ertz is going to recover in time for the Olympics. Yay. That's yeah. the news, so it's going to be that's big. Good. And that's also good for our hometown team, mm-hmm. the Red Stars. So that's going to be big. So, Brad, <laughs> I know you're happy. You yep. get to see Julie play in the Olympics. Yep. All right. Next week, we will be reviewing the game of this week, which is... Portugal versus Germany. Heck yeah. Taking place Saturday, June 19th at 11 a.m. Is there Let's bad go. is there bad blood between these two teams? I wouldn't say bad blood, but they're just going to be very good starting 11s going out there. Both teams will expect to win this game 
And okay. I think it'll be a fascinating watch. Are these just two of the best teams uh, in the Euros? Portugal is kind of my leader in the clubhouse right now. I want to call them a dark horse, but they're really not. They are very, very good. Uh, and Ronaldo's not just a solo artist. That whole team is solid. And the soccer, the rules of soccer are very simple. You run around for 90 minutes and the German team wins. So this game should be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll second that though, too. Like a lot of people are sleeping on Germany um, and you can't sleep on Germany. The, 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 the makeup of that team is fantastic. And all you need is for them to click and they'll be right there and they could win the group easily. Uh, Portugal, though, I would say I'm more hyped about them than France. I think Ooh. people are carrying the weight of France over from the World Cup. And I wasn't even a really big fan of how they won the World Cup, to be honest with you. So they have a very solid team, but I would I would expect Portugal to win the group. But it could also be Germany or France, though. Like that, That's the fun thing about the group of death. And then you have Hungary, who is actually not mm -hmm. a half-bad team to have in a group either. So they're the X factor there. But they won't win the group. They, they'll just be there to maybe play spoiler. Mm -hmm. So it's a fun group to watch. And this game is going to be a fantastic taste of what it's going to be like. But you should definitely watch the other game as well. Yes. Many good Euro games coming at you. However, the MLS is going to be back as well. This Saturday, the Fire return to the pitch to play the Columbus Crew at 6.30 p.m. We'll be tuning in. It's the return of MLS. Very pumped. And we're not fans of the Columbus PP Pants. So Why go out there and oh, no. beat them up. Soccer team. <laughs> Is the big rivalry weekend and they are so yellow it makes me sick why are yeah, they such a yellow team we took it to so them yellow. last season before conceding two goals in a row let's see if we can do the first part again yeah love it other games that are happening this week uh all of the euro games however the standouts <laughs> as dave mentioned are france versus germany tomorrow june 15th at 2 p.m england versus Scotland, June 18th at 2 p.m., and Spain versus Poland, Saturday, June 19th at 2 p.m. Yeah, the fact, again, I'll say that Sweden and Spain tied makes this game super relevant. I hope Lewandowski shows up and kicks some this game. So let's get Poland back in there, but. kind of be a homer since yeah, Liverpool's on break. So I got to find somebody else to home with. So, yeah. Woo. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, and in Copa America, Argentina versus Uruguay on Friday, June 18th at 7 p.m. Another one you should be checking out. Um, U.S. Women's National Team versus Nigeria, Wednesday, June 16th at 8 p.m. Final two up before the Olympics. So, yep. let's go. Check it out. In the world of MLS, this week, Besides the fire game, another one to check out, LA Galaxy versus Seattle Sounders. That's taking place June 19th at 8 p.m. So it's a Saturday night game. Yeah. June 19th soccer games are sweet. Yep. There's going to be a whole full sl slate there. So watch soccer all day if you want to. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Although if it's nice again, if it's nice out again, you got to find a way to watch those games outside. Outside, absolutely. Yeah. Outside baby. bars. There you go. 
There you go. Patio. Drink all day outside while watching soccer. Ideal Saturday. Excellent. We have a ton of games this week, as we keep mentioning, but there's just so many of them. I have to keep saying it. Make sure you tune in again next week. We're going to have a ton of things to break down. However, before we wrap for the day, for the week, any closing thoughts? Any last outburst, Dave, that you need to get off your chest? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's thinking oh, about it. I did want to, I did want to mention uh, <laughs> Lionel Messi had a fantastic worldie. set piece tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a worldie and they still had a draw because uh-huh. Argentina's kind of sucks and the most Argentina Ar- thing yeah, ever. So, yeah. So <laughs> it was a total bummer. And that game against Uruguay is going to be big for them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, Brazil looks fantastic. You're welcome for Firmino and Allison. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's it. I'm done. I'm good. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We are now live on Spotify. Each week, you can look for a new episode. Our goal is to have them out Wednesday morning, each and every week. You can tune in. We are also going to be coming to Apple Podcasts as well as Pocket Cast. And hopefully, anywhere that you currently go to listen to your podcasts. However, if the website, the app that you're using does not have Windy City Wingers on it, go ahead and drop us an email at windycitywingers.info at gmail.com. We want to make sure that wherever you go to listen to podcasts, we are there for your soccer updates each and every week. Brady, if people want to hit you up, let you know what's going on, let let you know what they think about your latest article, where can they find you? Give me a follow on Twitter at StatBro. It's kind of a joke, see, because I'm a statty dude, but not that much of a bro. But it's my initials, so, you know, you get it. You're our bro, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of following, don't forget to follow us on Spotify. And when we do get out to Apple, Pocket Casts, uh, Stitcher, make sure that you follow us there. Leave us a review. Dave, people want to hit you up let you know what they're feeling about Liverpool's latest moves, anything else they want uh, you to discuss next week in one of your Dave rants, where can they find you at? Yeah, they can find me at WCW Dave on Twitter and Instagram. I don't know what the hell I'm going to post on Instagram yet, but I'll figure it out over time. And I just want to say, make sure you subscribe, follow whatever it is on your apps and unsubscribe and then follow and do it and then just mm-hmm. make sure you're downloading the episodes mm-hmm. playing them like just all the way through mm-hmm. it's gonna be fantastic we're gonna do it so <laughs> we'll be around forever yes and please spread spread the word um to any uh family members any friends that are soccer fans get the word out we want them we want to fill as many ear balls as we possibly can even if they're not soccer fans ear holes ear holes <laughs> Your balls, Dave. Your balls balls. and your holes. All right. Nailed it. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We will catch you next week.